going on guys this podcast is brought to you by strong tower nutrition strong tower nutrition is my retail supplement store you can find it online at stnutrition.com right now i'm drinking my uh bcaa bcaa's and my eaa's from accent sledge and they're a nutrition company that's very um uh, pro-american pro uh work ethic and everything like that they have an awesome flavor that i'm drinking it's called whiskey and cola um very unique flavor with for a very unique supplement company and uh you know, just one of the things that I like to do with my store is carry uh, things that I try, things that I like. I don't want to just carry things just to, for the hell of carrying it. So everything that you find on my website, stnutrition.com, it's going to be something I try. It's going to be something I think works and will work for you in your fitness journey. So grab your BCAAs and EAAs off stnutrition.com. Um, you know, prepare yourself for your next day's workout and rejuvenate, recover, and hydrate. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Strong Tower Podcast, another week, another podcast. You know, we're going through the motions right now, going through the motions of different things going on in the world. You know, you got the two big uh, things going on with the virus and protests. So today, you know, I wanted to I wanted to keep it light. I wanted to keep it, you know, positive and just talk about things that have been going on this week. And I don't know, just see what you guys are thinking about things. So starting off, so what do we have this week? Um, And today's Wednesday, June 24th, by the way. And this podcast will be out tomorrow. Um, So going on this week, man, we had... Um, I didn't get to go to it because of the whole COVID and um, also I had to work, but my wife got to go was my nephew's eighth grade graduation, um, which I forgot was a thing. I forgot people graduated from eighth grade. You know, I didn't graduate from eighth grade. I only graduated from kindergarten and um Uh, high school, but let me see, Um, hold on one second, I'm trying to pull something up, and all right, now we got it. But yeah, so what was I saying? So back to, I have two nephews that graduated eighth grade this year. And um, one got like a scholarship for something, and which is pretty cool. 
uh, and they're both going into high school. So I was thinking, like, what, how did people feel going into high school? So I reached out to people, and I wanted to see how they felt. So we got a call from, again, and it's Sasha. You know, she's a regular on the on the hotline and we're gonna see how let's see how she felt um about her first day of high school hey ben it's your girl sasha um i was just calling to tell you about how i felt my first day of high school obviously a little nervous had a little problem falling asleep the night before and as always i had my outfit picked out ready to go legit that's how it always is, right? Like, you always get so nervous, and you always have it like your outfit picked out and what you're gonna wear. And I think I had the same thing. Like, I think I spent like a lot of time figuring out what I was gonna wear. Uh, so my first day of high school. Oh, I'll talk about me after we listen to Sasha. So keep going. Remember exactly what I was wearing: dope jeans from Hollister, dope like canary yellow shirt from Hollister. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought I was the baddest. The baddest. I would like have my makeup done, my hair straightened, but it turned out to be the hottest, humidest, most humid, humididest. I don't know how to say that word. Um, day ever. So my hair got all messed up and stuff, how to put it up. But either way, it was so much fun. Um, like... <laughs> My big brother was at that school. He was popular, so I thought I was going to go in there. Everyone's going to know me, but little did I know I was going to be known as Wyatt's little sister. I feel the same way. You know, uh, it was a little different because my I was always known as Mr. Hamrick's son. My dad was a teacher for a long time. Um, so when we went to a new school, it was a new school for him, too. So we showed up and no one really knew us. You know, I knew a couple kids from going to church camp and um, a lot of kids from the churches I knew uh, I was friends with already. So I had a couple I had a couple friends. Uh, They were in different grades, so it was a little bit harder. I couldn't hang out with them as much, but uh, I still got to feel like I knew people. Um. And I was very, I don't know, <laughs> I was very liked by the girls, I don't, and which made the guys, like, pretty much not like me. Uh, so that was kind of tough, you know, it took a while for me to, you know, have a, a guy friend. Sorry, as a gnat. But, uh, in my first year also, like, I tried out for the, I was trying out for a football team. And... I don't know. I was in a skater phase, and I just felt like the fo- like football wasn't for me at the time, which I ended up regretting later, and I wish I would have played. But, you know, things happen for a reason. So, so yeah, I know how that feels, like being known as someone, someone's somebody. You know what I mean? Like I was always Mr. Hamrick's son, and uh, which I didn't mind, you know, because that means people knew me. I don't care if they knew my name or not. Like, they knew who I was when they saw me, right? Even if I didn't know them, they still knew who I was. So, let's keep on going. 
no one was going to know my name until he left. Um, but, like, I was just excited and nervous and ready to see my friends again and ready to see what's up with high school. You have all these expectations for it. But, I mean, it was chilling, you know. You meet up, you see your homeroom, walk around this big new school, and it's just fun. So, you know, I know I think Heather has a, a nephew getting ready to go to high school maybe. So it's exciting. It's crazy. But I think everybody remembers their first day of high school. I think everybody has the same feelings, just nerves excitement are you getting picked up are you riding a bus I'm, i walked because i lived across the street from my high school so i walked so you know high school man good times bad times <laughs> everything in between but y'all have a good day keep it rocking all right thanks sasha for the call and if you want to call in to the strong tower podcast at any time you know what it is. We're not live. We don't. Um, we don't answer your call live. All you do is leave a voicemail, and then we'll check it out at the next podcast. See what you got to say. And the number is, as always, three zero two three one three six four two nine. So yeah, I mean, I actually think Sasha says that she was excited. I don't know if I was excited. I was scared. I had mad anxiety, like. <laughs> Like, throughout that whole uh, first couple weeks, I mean, it was cool to be doing something different. And I knew we needed that in our life coming from the school that we were at. And because I was there my whole life for church, for school, for everything. And um, all my friends were leaving. So I was like, hey, this is a perfect time to be leaving, right? So from what I remember... You know, we showed up, man, and um, it was different. It was different for me. I didn't know the hallways. I didn't know where the rooms were, all that kind of stuff. So I was, you know, frantic, and I couldn't wait for that day to end. You know, and the first day was always a half day, right? So you didn't have to worry about eating lunch yet. But, you know, when you go back, it's like, where do you sit? Where do you sit at the lunch table? That's the biggest thing for any high schooler, man, is that lunch, that lunch time. You see all the clicks. You see everyone sitting with someone that they already know, seeing everyone get together with their group and everything like that. You know, like I wasn't on a team. You know, I ended up quitting football and I didn't go out for soccer, which I've played my whole life. So I didn't have that those connections from preseason and stuff like that, right? I didn't have um, my friends that I knew from camp in there because they were all in different grades, so we had different lunch times. So you know what I did? for I think it was for a couple weeks into the school year, I sat with the kid that sits by himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um... No, we didn't talk. We didn't get to know each other or anything, man. Like, he sat at a table by himself, and I sat there with him. You know, uh, we didn't become friends. You know, it was just someone to sit with, and I wasn't sitting by myself. I don't know if he... I don't even know if he wanted me to sit there. I just kind of sat down and ate my lunch, and then, you know, went back to class and everything. 
but yeah, I wouldn't say I was excited. Uh, I was really scared. I was really nervous, you know, um, but then it only took like, let's see, school starts in like August, September. Yeah, I think it only took like less than a month for people to start like talking to me, right? And then, um, yeah, and then from there, I started making friends. You know, most of them were girls. But uh, then I I got to know this one dude who is still my friend today. And, you know, ever since, like, even back then, man, like, I was I was close with dudes on the, on the teams I was on. But then after that season ended, it was kind of, it kind of finished, you know. Like, we were friends for the season, and then after that, it just kind of fell off. But, I don't know. That's one of the scariest moments, I think, man, is that lunchroom. You walk into that lunchroom, you're just looking around, you're like, here we go. You know, it's like walking into, <laughs> walking into like a, like a battle or something, you know, or a war. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're going to find. You walk in and everyone's staring at you. Thinking like, where's he going to sit? You know, no one asked me to sit with him or anything like that, which I don't mind. You know, it got me acclimated. It got me, um, you know, I think as much as I had to get to know people, uh, people had to get to know me, you know, like I was people watching, they were watching me to see what I did and all that kind of stuff, right? But yeah, man, high school, it's a different animal. It's a lot different than than going into middle school or something like that, you know? Or maybe not. I don't know. It, it, it was different for me because I was at the same place my whole life from elementary school to middle school. You know, I knew everyone. Everyone knew me because I was there my whole life. All the teachers knew me. They knew my parents. They knew my grandparents, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, different. You know, but I ended up, I ended up loving it. I love the high school that I was just there for high school and the fact that I had that high school experience, you know, it meant everything because, so I'll take you back that I actually got held back in middle school. I failed. You probably never seen a report card like mine. My first year of eighth grade, I had straight F's, straight F's, all four marking periods. Right. And uh, it was it wasn't because I was dumb. It wasn't because of all that kind of stuff. Right. It was just because I was skipping class. I wasn't dressing for gym. I wasn't participating. I wasn't, you know, it was just being lazy. It was just not caring. I didn't care. I didn't care till the end of the year when I found out I wasn't going to pass eighth grade, no matter what I did. So I had to retake it. I had to retake it in the same school I was in, which made it harder. Because all my friends went to high school, and then I got stuck, you know, still with the middle schoolers. But little did I know, 
that going into high school after that made the world a difference because I was in one of the best classes you could have asked for. You know, the social the social part of high school um, means a lot to kids, you know. And the class I would have been in if I never got it held back, I think would have been pretty boring. So um, I'm glad I'm, I was in the class that I was in because, you know, we did a lot of things together. We uh, we had the best parties. We, you know, we knew how to do it. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, it made my high school, my four years of high school, like something to remember. Like I have a lot of memories. Um. And it's cool to look back on it. You know? I don't sit in that history like a lot like a lot of people do. Uh, but it's fun to look look back on it. And it's cool to see my nephews going and starting their experience with that. I'm interested to see I'm interested to see how they turn out. You know, I've known them since they were like five. Or maybe even younger than that. No, I think five. I think I think the oldest was five. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But it's it's crazy, man. Going through those those times and um, experiencing very high highs and very low lows, dude. I had some of the lowest moments of my life in high school. And um, and it was tough, man. And I got through them. Cause you learn, you learn about yourself. Um, I'm a completely different person, uh, mentally, than I was in high school. And um, and I don't regret anything. Any, you know, any everything that happened in high school, I don't regret any of it because you know it made me who I am today. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. And that's something that, like, I let my nephews know is like, don't regret anything. You know what I mean? I mean, don't try and do things that you think you'll regret or anything like that. You know, don't go, don't being stupid. But be yourself. Um, go in, do the best you can in school, um, have fun socially, you know, watch out for other people though, that's, I think that's the biggest thing, because everyone's got a different head on their shoulders, right, but you gotta look out for other people, you know, you gotta look, uh, you gotta look out for the, the kids getting picked on, you know, don't let people do that. If that's one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, other people picking on other people. Like, pick on your friends because then your friends can go back and forth, right? And then they'll tell you, like, hey, that hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. But don't pick on people that you think are probably less than you because they're not, man. They're going to end up probably being your boss one day. So you don't want to go into it thinking that way. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, high school. <laughs> yeah, man, that first day. 
first day's nerve wracking. But uh, what else we got? What else we have going on this week? So something I've been pretty, um, I got into recently is Aussie Rules Football. And I just started watching it again. Um, I was never a big, uh, I was never big into watching it because one, it was never on TV. You know, you had to buy a certain package in Australia and to watch it. But now they got on ESPN, they got on FS1, FS2. And so now I'm just like DVR and, and I could watch it like in the mornings because, you know, over there, the time difference is so drastic, you know, it's coming on at like one, three in the morning, stuff like that. So I'm not wait, I'm not staying up to watch it live, right? Uh, I'll DVR it and then watch it in the morning. And so, you know, I had to figure out a team. I was like, okay, who do I want to root for? Who do I want to be my team? So I was thinking the Essendon Bombers. That was my dad's team growing up. I was thinking them. Plus, they're, they're red and black. Those are my two favorite colors. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll rock with them, you know. But then my wife had me thinking, like, I played when I was younger. I was well, I think I was like 19, 18 and 19. I played um, Australian Rules football in Philly. I played for the Philly Hawks. And... The team that in Australia that represents them is the Hawthorne Hawks. So I was like, yo, that should be my team. You know, I played for them. So, yeah, I decided the Hawthorne Hawks are going to be my team. Uh, Right now, we're going into round four. Uh, They call them rounds instead of weeks. So they're going into round four. And uh, last week, they whooped up on the Richmond Tigers. So that was an easy win. Uh, who they have this week? Um, they have the North Melbourne um, Kangaroos. That's not going to be easy, easy task. So I believe that's Sunday. Yeah. So if you want to watch, you know, tune in, see the Hawthorne Hawks play the the North Melbourne Roos, as they call them. But. But yeah, my dad uh, actually got me into Australian football. He and my grandparents and my aunt lived in Australia when he was like really young. So he actually learned how to play when he was there. And then he was in his late 30s, I think it was. Late 30s, early early 40s maybe. Um, When he looked up a team... Uh, well, he heard there was a uh, a league in the U.S. that, you know, you can sign up to play. And and he looked it up and he saw that Philly, like Philadelphia, has a team. And back then they were the Crows. So, uh, he yeah, he just went. He went to a practice and then he just started playing. And um, I forget how many years he actually played. And... Uh, but then I got older and I was like, hey, I want to play. You know, I didn't get to do as much as he did. Like he traveled, like he went to different um, states because they traveled to New York. They traveled to Boston, um, different places like that on the East Coast and to play each other and stuff like that. 
and um, I I mostly played metros, which is like scrimmages. So it was uh, it was two teams within our team. Um, I think those are what I mostly played. I did play a couple games, um, which was really fun, you know. But what ended my short career in the USAFL was a concussion that just really it changed my demeanor in playing and um I don't know it changed my will and my you know the drive I had to play you know I didn't want to tackle anyone I didn't want to get hit I was kind of shying away from touching the ball at all and I realized about myself about that I realized that about myself and um yeah, I just didn't want to play anymore. It sucks. But I know when I do, like, I'm 30 now, so I got, I still got time, you know. Um, I'm going to be trying to stay as athletic as possible as I get older. But I still do want to play again. When, I, when my um, job situation allows me to, like, go to practices and go to games, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to play again. Because, you know, watching it has just gave, gave me that itch. It gave me that itch to, you know, want to play. And especially since in the U.S. we don't have anything to watch. Like, I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't watch this. You know? I can see why most Americans don't get into it. Um, because you wear short shorts and stuff like that. And there's different rules that you don't understand. So it's hard to watch when you don't understand it. But if you're willing to take the time to understand it, it goes by quick. You know what I mean? If you see how passionate um, Australian people are about this sport, it's ridiculous. Like, it's it's very similar to our NFL. The passion and the... Um, the uh, how connected they are with the, their team and all that stuff. So I do have a uh, I have a Hawthorne Hawks uh, Guernsey coming in. Uh, they call it a Guernsey instead of a jersey. Um, I believe they call it either a Guernsey or a jumper. Either one of those. Either either one of those will work. You know. But I did pull up. I pulled up some pictures, <laughs> some pictures of when I used to play. I couldn't find any ones when I actually played in the real games. But I found some from. Um, Let me see. Where did I put them? Oh, I found some from some of the metros I did. Yeah, so there's one. That's a classic. Let me see how skinny my legs were. Jeez. Going up against an older man. So this was the Metro. One of the Metro games uh, where we played each other. So all these guys are on my team. We're just playing against each other in this. It's like a scrimmage. But. So there's that. There's that one. 
I like that one. I couldn't find the one I really like. Um, let me see if I can find another one. We got this one. I don't know why I was tackling from his shoulders, but I don't know. And I also think now, like with my knowledge, like I think I would be a lot of better player. You know, back then I was just like going with the flow. But I think now if I were to play, uh, I would be a lot better player. But I think the AFL is something that, you know, people should look into. You know, we don't have any sports going on now. I don't think we will, you know. it's We'll see how many people in the NBA decide to play. And then um, and we'll see how, like, hockey goes. And, um, I mean, I'll still watch those, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm stuck with the AFL, man. And I'm going to play you guys uh, AFL promo to get you hyped. Everyone loves a great story. And these past three seasons have delivered the most unbelievable of tales that not even the most brilliant of writers could conjure. It is unbelievable. 2016, The Underdogs. The stadium holds its breath. A drought broken. The damn world is busted. A fairy tale comes to fruition. 2017. A culture redefined. A superhero in a role of a lifetime. A city painted yellow and black. new 
are poised to deliver a narrative unlike any we've seen before. It's the oldest tale ever told. The players are in position. The crowd are in their seats. The stage is set. This is the greatest show of all. And the script is yet to be written. Ah, uh, yes. If that don't get you pumped, man, like... I don't know what you're looking for. But you see, like... The tackling is different because they tackle, they wrap you up because they're not wearing pads. They're not, you're not flowing and hitting someone with your head. You know, um, what I love about this sport is like they don't flop. You know, you're constantly getting elbowed in the throat and you're constantly being punched in the face and scratched and clawed and then um, like grabbed onto and tackled and hit. And these guys keep playing, they don't sit there and whine to the rest. They don't. They don't bitch and complain. They keep playing the game. And that's my kind of that's my kind of game. I love that kind of play. That's the way I play every sport here in America. You know, is I don't when I play basketball, I don't even call my own fouls. Like I don't You know what I mean? Like foul me as hard as you want. I'm not going to call it. I never I didn't grow up that way. I didn't pl I never played that way. And here we're just soft. You know, someone blows in our ear and they call foul. You know what I mean? It's just little things like that. But this game, man. Psh. You know, I love the NFL. Um, but this, this is just a different animal, you know. And right now they're playing with no crowd. And I think eventually they're going to start picking up. I think in July they're trying to get like 10,000 people in there. But we'll see how that turns out. Because with the crowd, it's even more exciting because you see how excited they are. Like, they stay on their feet most of the time. It's, it's, it's so crazy. And I love it. That's what I love about it. But. But, yeah, man. Australian football. Hawthorne Hawks. Check them out. I don't know. I don't know. What else is going on? Not much. Not much this week, man. This week, um, it's going to be pretty cool. We got, uh, we're going to be getting back to trying to get people back in the studio to um, do a podcast so we don't have to do the Zoom calls and you don't have to hear me talk all the time by myself. Um, so I got someone coming in this weekend. I'm excited, man. She, uh, she was one of my good friends in high school and we had some funny stories like, <laughs> like her and a couple other girls, man, they used to crack me up all the time and, um, like just making fun of each other. Well, them making fun of me mostly. And, um. But I was fine with that, you know. It makes it hilarious because I know how to take a joke, you know. I know they don't mean it, uh, like harshly, 
but you know um going through those times you know she gave me my nickname ham and cheese which my brother thinks he got first which is false um so so yeah that would be fun it'd be fun getting back to that and you know seeing what she has to say uh she did she did attend a protest and um I think it was a couple of weeks ago and uh I'll be talking to her about some of that too and seeing like you know what she thinks but other than that that's all I got for you guys today you know not too much going on I want to stay positive you know I know I know there's bigger things probably happening right now um you know, you got the whole Bubba Wallace thing, you got uh, Chris D'Elia thing, but you know, it's all negative, and I just don't want to bring that into myself right now or today, because I've talked about it multiple times with different people, and I just get kind of tired of talking about negative things, and um, I'm just trying to stay positive and have fun, you know, and you know, thinking back at high school was fun. Thinking, uh, talking about the AFL and watching it and experiencing that is fun. And it's all those different kinds of things, you know. So I thank y'all for uh, tuning in to the Strong Tower Podcast this week. You know, um, Again, if you want to call in, just to let me know how things are going with you. Let me know what you think about things. Anything. Doesn't matter. Don't be afraid to call in at 302-313-6429. As always, is the hotline. Um, remember to check out Strong Tower Nutrition, stnutrition.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Strong Tower Podcast next week. Thursdays. Check it out. Here we go. After this ad, <laughs> what makes him? We're a happy team at Hawthorne. We're the mighty fighting horse. We love our club and we play to win. Riding the bumps with a grin at Hawthorne. Come what may, you'll find us thriving. Teamwork is the thing that talks. One for all and all for one. The way we play at Hawthorne, we are the mighty fighting hawks. Thing that talks. One for all and all for one is the way.
way we play at Hawthorne. We are the Mind Fighting Horse. Let's go. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. And just want you to, you know, be good to each other. Be nice. You know, be kind. Be positive. You know, do things for other people. Um, care about your community. Do something for somebody. You know, uh, take care of yourself. Respect other people. You know, and, um, you know, have a blessed day. This is Strong Tower Podcast. I'm Ben Hamrick. We're out. Peace.